0: Episode 53 of We Don't Bang, and we had such an amazing guest on today, Michael Simon. He is uh, the director of the MTV show Ridiculousness. He's been nominated for Emmys. He created the show VH1 Storytellers. That was your
1: favorite show. It was
0: my favorite show growing up.
1: He's worked with so many amazing people, all of the musicians. Dude, He
0: has this podcast has so many good stories. We have David Bowie stories. Yeah. We have Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash stories. Yeah.
1: We have so many stories,
0: and like just his story as being a director a TV director for decades here in Hollywood yeah. is just amazing.
1: Yeah, he's just a joy to talk to. He's we the had so too. I had so much fun.
0: Yeah, and we recorded it live from his house. We're back at Megan's now. We just it took us like an hour. Where were we? Agora Hills. We were
1: in Agora Hills. That's beautiful where. Beautiful fucking house. Oh. Gorgeous house. Gorgeous. We almost ran out of gas. <laughs>
0: we almost ran out. Of, we don't even talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> we had eight miles to go before we made it. We
1: decided to drive there. Gas light goes on as soon as we get in the car, so uh, that by the time we left, we had like literally eight miles. But before. we made it.
0: But and we recorded it. this wonderful conversation. With uh, Emmy Award winning director, Michael Simon. Let's get to it. So exciting. Episode of 53, We Don't Bang, starts. Now.
1: This makes me feel better about Charles, because Brian always gives me <sighs> shit about Charles being in the background. I'm like, anyway, so your dog.
0: Michael Simon's dog. Michael have a Simon's guess. dog, Phoebe. Michael, e- Emmy Award winning?
1: More Emmy, Emmy Award nominated? Nominated. Nominated.
2: Emmy, nominated, shared in an Emmy for a show. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't claim that as an actual victory.
0: No? Do you, ha- do you actually have an award? No,
2: somebody does. That. Okay. The show, I, I want a special I do every year called A Home for the Holidays on CBS, won a, a special class Emmy award. Nice. So And I have some nominations, which they send you a certificate. Cool. Do you, where's the certificate? One of them's there. Oh, there it is—your Emmy certificate. Yeah, and then I don't know where the others are. I think, is
1: it the one—the one on the top, or the no, one—the bigger frame?
2: It's the smaller one, on the bottom. The one on the top is an old award called the Ace Awards, okay. which I won several of those. But those were in the Paleozoic era. So, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: congratulations on your Emmys. Thank you. Well, <laughs> so you are a TV director, and you've been doing it for many, many years. And you currently are working on the show, Ridiculousness, which you've been on since the beginning? Yes, I have been. Should I tell that quick Ridiculousness
2: story? Yes. Uh, that's, that's why we're here. All right,
0: good. So um, <laughs> this this is the one I actually rehearsed
2: in my... How am I going to tell this story? <laughs> okay, so you have a monologue. The rest monologue of it will probably just go okay. to shit. But, um, all right, so <laughs> it's 2010, and I'm doing a series for MTV at the time called America's Best Dance Crew, which was a successful dance series, which has been copied many times. So um, I get a call from somebody in at MTV saying there is this pilot, which we think we're going to go to series, take a look at it and, you know, see if you're interested in doing it. And it was, you know, it was a kind of a smaller series in some ways than typically I would do. But anyway, so I looked at his pilot, which um, was I didn't know who
0: Rob was.
1: I, I don't. You like didn't know Rob You didn't know who Rob Dyrdek was. I still don't really. How about know this? Megan
0: has never seen an episode of the show. I know. Uh-oh.
1: I'm so. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who is this Michael Simon guy?" Well, don't that I, I understand.
0: That <laughs> I I think
2: the same thing, but ridiculousness. I, I know. mean, it's a phenomenon. To it's be fair, I don't have a Worldwide <laughs> phenomenon. I was in Portugal with my wife on vacation. MTV in Portugal, we found out airs it like, and they don't bleep out the the fucks, but they air it on a loop. <laughs> Season six, we're up to like season 14, so I'm going to come back to the, how I did the show, yeah. but this, real quick, so the last night, we're in um we're in Portugal, and we're having dinner, and it's one of these, you know, Michelin restaurants where they give you a lot of courses and mm-hmm. a lot of wine, yeah. and my wife's not much of a drinker, but we had a, I had several many glasses, and she had maybe one or two, and we're <laughs> in an Uber back to the hotel, and um, this is after we discover that MTV Portugal plays Ridiculousness, basically on a loop. And for some reason, my wife goes to the young driver who speaks English. What's your favorite TV show? And he goes without missing a beat. Ridiculousness with Robin Chanel. and <laughs> he didn't mention Sterling. He didn't mention Sterling, oh, which poor yeah, Sterling. I, well, I like he, a lot? He's we a did drink. though. Yeah. So, um, and she, my wife, points at me and go. He he directs it, and <gasps> he kind of you know slows down the car. And goes. It would be my honor to take a picture with you. I'm like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> You're a big deal.
2: No, no I'm not. As but so anyway, that's the worldwide. So anyway, so back to it 2010.
1: It is a hit. It's a big It's hit. a it's huge fucking yeah. hit. I, I get I'm I, out of the. I, it's like
0: the only thing on MTV. That and like, what's the other show? The uh I haven't watched show.
1: MTV in so long, so I have no idea what's happening on. But MTV. I, I think we.
2: I think the, its demographic is like far and wide, Be, because I you if you wear ridiculous stuff, uh, swag which I don't wear a lot of swag in my age, but if you do, <laughs> and I wear a ridiculousness thing, I will get more people talking to me yeah. than anything, including when I was doing Survivor at the height
0: of Survivor when it got like, Thirty million. People you know, love views. ridiculousness. No, people and I'm in charge. So I do. I'm in charge of all the talent that we have there. Now I have FOMO. And they all say I get more like people. Do you work do- on the show? <laughs> yep. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I see. Yes, I see what craft services every morning. Oh, we right, talk about right, the Yankees. Right. Okay, <laughs> but no, I'll just you yeah, And was- they go. Besides yeah. my actual fans, I get recognized more from being on Ridiculousness than anything else. Yeah. They also play the shows like crazy. Yeah. Well, this, this is the ironic thing. People always Rob complain. Dujak,
1: though, did he start, sorry to cut you off, did, did he start as like a, com- is he a comic? What is his? He's
0: very funny, but he started as a professional skateboarder. Okay. And then he had a show called Rob and Big, which was this like reality show with him and this guy named Big, rest in peace, he passed away about, I think, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was kind of his bodyguard, this like buddy reality show. I actually remember show. that. Yeah, 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 And that was okay. a huge hit. And then he had a thing called so Fantasy. An
1: MTV guy. Yeah, so then well, he had a thing called yeah. Fantasy.
0: I mean,
2: TV-wise, but yeah. but Rob, I mean, so, so let me just finish this. Yeah, thing so yeah, yeah. Get, get Jumping off. So anyway, so they, I I met with, the, I didn't meet with Rob, but I met with the producers um, at the company. They don't like them, seem like fun, whatever. I finally looked at the pilot and my son, who you met earlier, and we may play Stump the Millennials with later, if yeah, you want. I'm, in. I'm interested. So, he looked at it, and they sent me a clip, and the clip was a, some kind of, uh, what do they call those big car, with those ridiculously big wheels, big monster cars, or monster whatever truck. they're called, monster trucks. Yeah. I'm sorry, i New York Jew. So, this is all. <laughs> so, the monster truck was in some kind of swampy area, and all these people were running into it, and Rob was doing the commentary, and he was just saying, and there's Billy Bob, just like a red, you know, using all these like funny, and my son said, this is the funniest thing you've ever done you shouldn't do this show so I'm like okay so I nearly didn't do the show because the dates moved around and there were two specials I was doing in December and I'm like I don't know if I could do this I called my agent and said you know maybe I don't I just don't know if I can do this and Shane Nickerson who's the head of mm-hmm. Rob's um, partner Superjack which is the production company called me and said listen you know it'd be great if you could do it we'll move it by a week and I go
1: okay fine
2: and we did the show and it was okay we we shot it at a tiny little stage in Glendale which we shared with the Armenian shopping channel
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> VOB VOB <laughs> very brand very
2: brand.
0: yeah uh, no armenian armenian so, yeah. armenian stuff
2: um, in Glendale or. Yeah. <laughs> you know woefully probably on the fun but you know we did it it was funny i mean obviously you know they had a formula and and i didn't do anything with the show for like 10 months like we shot it and it didn't air until i think September of the following year, of 2011. I mean, it's kind of like, you know... And then it became what
0: it's become. At what point did you think to yourself, holy shit, this is like a big deal. People are really loving this show. I I mean, I had a
2: pretty good inkling after it first aired. Because people, you know... um, But I didn't know its legs until... I don't even know what season it was, I'm tr- because you know we're up to what are we finishing now? Fourteenth 14? season. 14, we did four hundred episodes. Ordered a gob more. So I'm trying. Like you know, we need like a ridiculousness historian to come in and tell us. <laughs> I would know when that would be you, the director I of the show. Be. I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> um, I think I was doing a show. I want to say maybe 2013 in outside Atlanta, Georgia. Um. And the degree of which, this goes back to the swag thing, people would tell me, because they had a nice sweatshirt, mm-hmm. which went with the weather we were having, and just how many people told me I love that show. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So that was, I think, where it kind of dawned to me the level of this, and then it's just has grown. But, you know, Rob...
1: Who created it? Rob, Rob created Rob it. Rob
2: created it, yeah. And, he's, I, I've, and I've worked with many people. He's an absolute genius. Yeah, he is absolutely brilliant in what he does. And so when has, it
1: comes to a show like this, uh, the, like I, because it's such a clear structure, you know, how much like artistic I mean, you're the director. So it's like, but how much artistic input like or changing of the show do you do? Does that make sense? Or, I mean, or is it know, mainly like camera, camera dir- direct. Well,
2: it's a lot of camera cameras. I mean, yeah. because this is a very um, collaborative production company or. Why they're so great. You know, we all weigh in when we... You know, the times we've changed the set. Um, and in in terms of, you know, how the show ultimately airs is really, you know, their machine. And yeah. it is a machine now. But the oh. most critical lesson to me as a director about Ridiculousness is, is you, you allow for the genius to happen. You don't get in its fucking way. You don't get in the way of Rob. Yeah. And his pace is his pace. And we get on board and do that. And, you know, look this is like an insane thing. I don't think we've... We did one pickup this year and I'm still feeling guilty about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. One pickup. That's, cr-
0: yeah, that's no, crazy. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> crazy. People are blown away at how well the well, show you've runs. we have
1: talked about it we, how it's just like a... Three episodes,
0: we're out of there, most people by one o'clock. And we, yeah. we, get three, we shoot three episodes most a day, three times a By one o'clock, week. you
2: haven't gotten the note from the network about what color it's supposed to be in the background. Yeah, back right. I, I mean, <laughs> it's... There's, there's nothing like it. You do any other show with normal days, and I'm always like, we could have done a season of ridiculousness by the <laughs> Seriously. time we're done with this rehearsal. But so that's, that's the secret sauce.
1: What a great. Get like gig right. It is you're doing. It's it, the best. How long is it going to go on for? It's been what six seasons now? Fourteen, 14. seasons. I'm so <laughs> behind. Oh. Fourteen. So you seasons? You should move to
2: Portugal because you would you could you would catch up. Yes. they're on season six. <laughs> yeah, so it could be
0: like I've oh.
1: been trying to figure something out in my life, and that seems like the answer. It is. It's you cool. said that
0: Rob's a genius, and I. I kind of agree with you, just in the fact that, like, when I first started working on it, I'm like, "Oh, he makes it look so easy." That's the genius of it. Like, yeah. he makes his guests so comfortable. He makes
1: 14, it, se- 14 seasons into how many years? That-
0: since we've since 2010,
2: we we went into production December 2010, so we're this out tenth year in production.
1: That's insane.
0: That's yeah. insane. And they just wow. picked up a ton more episodes. Yeah. But I was gonna say, I've worked on other shows like this. Yeah. Where the hosts are just like I'm like, yeah. oh shit, Rob really is so good yeah. at just making people feel comfortable. Yeah. Just just being he's just a natural when he's on the stage. Yeah. Well, and, and I, yeah. from what I hear, it's better now than it was like season one. Like, Whoa. did you guys have hiccups like what, uh, season it- one? Yeah, it's alive. I mean season one,
2: everybody was trying to be like, what are we actually doing? You know, what yeah. is this? As, as you know, any series will you'll will learn what you learn. But I think what we've all learned, so what I've learned is that this lives and dies with the genius of Rob and you you, you put it on, you know, um, whatever the metaphor, the train on the tracks and the, you know, and that's what you do. Yeah. Because anything else
0: would be bad directing. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, do you find it ironic at all? Because I know you're a huge music fan. You direct a show on MTV. The joke is always, oh, remember when MTV used to play music, music videos? Yeah. Right, it's it's kind of funny that you, as a diehard music fan, are now directing a show that essentially has replaced the music videos. What do you think of the music videos nowadays? Anyway, do you think it's all just YouTube, and that's why it's changed? Yeah, I, I don't. I you know you guys are closer to it, but I don't. I don't think anybody
2: needs uh, or has a need for fifteen or twenty years a service which plays music videos because you just go on your device. Yeah, right. Say so. I think, I mean, I've seen. You know, look, music videos. I I don't. I certainly don't uh, watch them. I don't much.
1: watch me. I don't even. I'm trying to think of the what are there music videos happening still? Yeah, yeah. Well, they put them on YouTube. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, back in the where day when I playing? used to when I
0: used to watch MTV, I I would. But I was a music fanatic. Yeah, too. but that
1: was also the time of M- MTV yeah. where it was music videos. But like our mu- music videos are still happening. Oh, sure they
0: put yeah. just, They just put them on YouTube. Well, every but every every.
2: It's just a band because there are no bands left. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. But um, <laughs> every artist, every person who makes music can do a video which looks reasonably decent, you know, with a decent camera which costs, you know, 11 cents and edit it and yeah. put together shots and do some filters. And, you know, it, it looks like a music video. Right. Um, but I still think, you know, Lady Gaga does music video, they
0: still spend. You a lot know, of money, a million dollars, yeah, million and a half. That arm. childish Gambino video for "This Is America." That's well, that true. Was a, that okay, was a huge there hit. you go. That's a music
1: yeah. video. So but you that actually, was great.
0: But speaking of MTV and music videos and stuff, you actually started your career on VH1. So my career, well, uh, pretty much, I, I was briefly,
2: uh, I was in news and sports for about a year. Worked on Monday Night Football. I, I thought I wanted to do live sports out of uh, after my college punk days. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what should I do with my Degree. I'm probably not going to be a punk the rest of my life, so maybe I should do live sports. Wait, were you in a band? No, I wasn't in a band. But I, you was, were in I the ran. Same. I ran a radio station. Picture me over there. Um, <laughs> oh, look at you. What's your degree in? Um, it was. What was my? Uh, I was in uh, uh, communications. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember. So,
1: what would you, didn't you set out to do radio? I, was no, it the... I
2: set out to do uh, television. Okay. I just happened to fall into the radio station, and. For some reason, here's the. F- I got a funny story about oh, the radio station So, so this was uh, the um, early early '80s back in uh, Washington D.C., which had a. So there was like you know the the classic wave of punk in like the late '70s, but there was a second wave called hardcore punk in like L.A. and New York, but definitely in D.C. And uh, we were this little station, at George Washington University, WRGW, 5:40 a.m., the voice of the George Washington University. <laughs> and uh, i don't know how i became stage uh, station manager but i did in my junior year yeah and my senior year i got my tuition paid both years i w- i remember once calling my parents by being the station manager by being the station manager and and i said i need some money and they said well you know your tuition i said i need drug money <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, which what, I, tr- what which drugs were you doing I just did. smoking weed or were you uh oh, i don't know were yes. you doing quaaludes you remember Quaaludes? No, but my dad always talks. <laughs> like, Bri, I used to do Quaaludes in the 70s. I'd go to the Fillmore East and watch What's Jethro Tull. I think it's kind of like an old school Xanax. Quail,
2: yeah. Quaalude was, oh God, they were horrible. Completely, <laughs> massively inappropriate names, which we would call them back then, which I would not repeat in this era we're in right now. I'm so curious. Um, I'm so
1: interested. Oh, I
0: think it's like Panty Dropper and stuff like that. Oh, okay. because right? it's literally
1: like a, so it's like a Xanax bar where some, you're going to be Wait passed a second. out.
0: People now give each other Xanax
2: to, like, get horny and go to clubs? Seriously? I don't I mean, know if it's to get
1: horny, but I think it's a method in terms of... Xanax? It's...
2: Oh, it's so sad.
1: <laughs> no, well, Back in my DC punk
0: days. No, I mean,
1: but there's, like, we bars real drugs. Yeah. where it's, like, you know, a huge bar of Xanax. So it's, like, what, f- four milligrams, whatever that is. I mean, I had a relationship for, like, it was terrible for, like, a month in my life where the whole thing, I don't remember, because he was a barhead, So we would just take a all these... Bar Zanax, head? We, it was in college. We would take all these Xanax bars, and I literally would just... The whole rel- wait, wait, wait. the whole month, I just... Xanax stepped. bars? Right. So it's like... What, what is that? No, mis- no, no, no.
0: It's not like a, it's not, no. It's not like where you get cocktails, like a bar, the drug. It, th- that's what they call
2: oh, the pills. Okay. They call oh, them I'm bars. Thinking I'm bars. thinking like a, a, bar. like a Nestle's Crunch, but with Xanax in it. Oh! Like, an edible. like a Xanax edible. <laughs> okay, there's a lot <laughs> of ideas going, happening. Oh, okay. Man, I am... Not of your generation. What the? No.
1: Yours it sounds <laughs> so much more fun. Ta- okay, Quaaludes.
2: <laughs> so, Quaaludes, Quaaludes were, and there were Lemons and um, Roars, 714s. You know, I mean, they were the usual bit of drugs <laughs> back then. Yeah. Not that I did it, but my friends who oh, cared, sure. told me about them. Mm-hmm. Your best friend.
0: Total yeah. total cokehead, but you <laughs> yeah. were on the straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: There was, actually. A lot of punk back then was the straight, straight edge punk, yeah. which was like for, you know, for swore. Drinking, yeah. drugs, and sex—that's
1: mm-hmm. a very much still a thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people with this, a lot of people with that are covered in tats. Like, are the straight and arrows, yeah. so, like sober ones. Yeah. And when you think, because we, you know, have these judgments, but like, I'm in first thing I'm going to think is like, oh, that person's fucked up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> because no? they have tattoos, which is such a stupid no, thing for that... me to think. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I hear what
0: you're saying. So, so you're working at the radio station. You're also. Like, were you going to CBGB? No, I was, was in D.C. So, I mean, I was going to CBGB. Was the 930 Club at D.C.? 930 Club I DJed in. You DJed at 930, DJ'd in
2: 930. When it was at 930 F Street. This, I'm sure, is fascinating to your listeners. Oh, I know.
0: Oh, I'm so it was an, How do you
1: know 930 Club? Because
0: I'm a music fanatic. It's one of the best rock clubs in the country. 930 Club is a legendary venue. That's where, like... Wow.
1: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, you're like le- you are legendary to Brian. Very exciting. Well, yeah. no, Keith thinks I'm like
0: this kid that doesn't no, know. I this, but I, I love, I, just, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I love Talking Heads and I love the Clash. <laughs> he's, he's, like, name one Clash. I'm like I can name like no, seven no, of no. them. No, no, Phoebe, don't, don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but you were in that.
2: Yes, yeah, so, so I was very much in that scene. I would say a part of that scene. Um, Did you have a Mohawk or anything? Hardcore. I didn't. I, you know, there's a picture of me that I didn't. I, didn't, I just had a spiky uh it wasn't even that spiky in that picture i think there's i you know and uh it was a it was a great scene there was a lot of energy with amazing bands i mean you know i, I hate to say like because i'm not even a fan of you two but i saw like their second show ever in this tiny
0: club really yeah were they could you tell by watching them he, even though you didn't I, like I, them you could tell that I, he I, had star I, power you
2: remember them saying something like you're lucky you've seen us here because we'll never play, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it was just, and- So you um, saw u two's second show. Yeah, but R.E.M., like. I mean, all those bands were just, I mean, New Biles little bands. They weren't being played anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought, like, wow, in this college radio, you know, network, like, playing all these things, we were like the cool kids in school. Um, but it was also shocking to us that it wasn't popular, because what was popular at that time was, like, Probably Journey and Christopher Cross and I don't even know why. Like if you look at the charts of 1981, you know REM and U2, Talking Heads. Forget about Black Flag; they were not on it. Right. So it was, it was kind of this great, great bubble, and um, it was an exciting time. And I would say anyone who kind of went through that period, like you'll ne you can take the what's the phrase? You can take. um Punk out of me, but you can't take me out of punk. Whatever that, yeah, however yeah. that, yeah. that works.
1: that you sound like me. I'm constantly mm. trying to say a phrase. Right? <laughs> but it's hard because like, is it me? Yeah. Am I you out of the thing? You take something out of the, but you can't take the guy out of the punk or the punk. I, right, I which way right. is it bad? I, Yeah, okay. I, I'm with you. Um,
2: <laughs> and, but, but you know, that music, I think, has permeated a long time. If you look at, I mean, Stranger Things obviously takes place in the early 80s, but it's kind of a cultural uh you know, that show is pretty, I think it probably has a big millennial audience. Yeah. And they're playing all songs from the early 80s. I mean, it takes place there, so it makes sense. The 80s sense. is almost like a character in the yeah. show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, like, exactly. Yeah, it sets the tone. So, um, yeah, and, and and there's probably, I mean, my daughter, who's just graduated college about a year ago, but when she was in college, ran her alternative, like she was music alternative music director, and would do a show and played about, 70% new music With about 30% of the music I force fed my children
0: Yeah No yeah. and I I, So I worked at an alternative radio station In West Palm Beach, Florida And we would have like throwback weekends Where mm. we would just play REM And we would just play the And it was awesome But how, always,
2: how? what was your entry into all that?
0: So I went to After high school I went to an art school in West Palm Beach Megan and I both went there That's how we met And then Instead of going to a normal college I went to a trade school Called the Connecticut School of Broadcasting And through that, I got an internship at a station called 103.1 The Buzz, where, you know. What were you? you? This is like This is like 2001. Early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. In fact, I started working there right before 9-11, and that was like a crazy time to work on radio because everything Mm -hmm. changed. Literally, like half our playlist was gone. Rage Against the Machine. We weren't playing them after nine eleven, like why? Just because the country was because was they're like sec- anti, they're, you know, they're yeah. they're anti capitalism and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the at the time, let the bodies hit the floor. Like right. we didn't play uh, that after nine yeah, yeah. right. eleven, and then, like during nine eleven when that happened, our station went full talk for like two straight days. But anyway, I got an internship, and the first day I was an intern for the morning show, and it was a very very popular morning show, and um, I was eighteen years old, and um. The intern that was supposed to do a street bit, he didn't. He, he called in sick. I ended up doing the bit. I killed the bit. It was a huge hit, and then I became kind of like the the street guy. Then eventually, I started doing overnights, and then I got my first full time morning show in Ocean City, Maryland, and then w- w- Albany, and then we went back to West Palm Beach. And so, yeah, I, I co hosted a morning radio show. Yeah. Yeah, but it was an alternative. We, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh, that we, right, we, used to, right. we used to play stuff like that. Yeah. So you worked though uh, at this station, and then your first TV thing was four. So my first Monday TV fo- thing. Football, so I was,
2: um, I, I guess my. So I, I worked. I got a job um, at a local, the local ABC affiliate as like weekend sports producer. I don't even know how I got that, and then that stopped, and then I got a job at ABC News, at DC bureau, which was kind of interesting. Um, you know, this was when news was like, they were, you know, there wasn't like today where you get your news from, you know, it's like yeah. a friend Tom on Twitter. Brokaw. This is actually, well, yeah, it was uh, like Peter Jennings. It was ABC. But I was on, so I was in the radio. I had to open the bureau at 3.30 in the morning, you know, when I was 22, just out of school 23. So what do you do?
1: You're doing like PA work for PA this? PA work. Yeah, You yeah. know, I would
2: open up, they gave me a key, it would open up, but yeah. so back then, news would come into a news thing. They would have these like wire services. Literally, you would put these giant rolls of paper and like Reuters and AP, and would put out the news, and you would, you know, um, before the digital age, <laughs> and you would, you know, rip off the, you know, the paper and put it in neat piles for the editor or whatever. There was a system of bells. So if there was like really important news, it was called a, it was called um, uh, urgent. If it was a bulletin, it was like more bells. It was flash. That Wait, was you would like ring bells, like ding, 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 literally, and. <laughs> And that's not like literally, that's literally. Um, literally. And if it was, um, so it was, it was urgent, uh, bulletin, flash. It was flash, it was major shit, lots of things. So on the second day, whatever, it's four o'clock, I'm sure it was up somewhere until one in the morning, like, oh my God. And a lot of bells start ringing, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Uh oh. And I go over everything, every, like, there were seven of these machines, and they're all, like, firing off shit. And so what happened was, in the Soviet Union at that time, when a premier died, they would play classical music in the Soviet Union. That was their way of saying, you know, we have um, nowadays it's just Putin calling Trump and telling him
3: <laughs> what to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's changed. That's mm-hmm. when we didn't
2: like the Soviet Union. So anyway, but all these things are going because some premier had died in the Soviet Union. I'm like, fuck, what am I? You know, It's like um, anyway, so that's what I did. Um, until I did not want to do it anymore, I moved back to New York, and um, I still wanted to get into live sports, but that was a very tricky racket to get into. You so wanted, you, I wanted to direct it. live sports. Yeah. At that point, okay. I just like some of the you know adrenaline. Yeah. Um, and couldn't really. I I worked like in NFL pregame shows for a while for NBC and a variety of PA jobs, which I didn't like. I knew I was not going to be a good PA. Mm-hmm. I will not last in this business if I have to PA and listen to others. Um, so. <laughs> that's, that's the punk I, rock. Ending. Yeah, it's a punk rock. Yeah. But I had a friend, and of course I knew of MTV because at this point MTV was four years. When did MTV start? Like 82?
0: Around then. So this is
2: probably three years late. MTV was, you know. I knew someone from college. They said, you should come here and apply for. So I went and interviewed with um, MTV, and they said, well. We don't anything really now, but we have this other thing was starting called VH1. Mm. I go, okay, whatever. You know what's VH1? And VH1, VH1 was started to protect MTV because MTV was like this wild sensation. For some reason, mid-80s. I
1: thought VH1 was first. No, no,
2: no. MTV was first. Whoa. I won my MTV. It was this wild sensation in the eighties. I mean, it was big—the biggest thing you can imagine. Um, there was, and this was also when cable TV was just starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't. Like it is now I mean it was so You know Forever there was The three broadcast networks Your local channels Wrestling on UHF And K- UHF What is that Yeah You don't know what UHF is
3: <laughs> No oh, <laughs> fuck Yeah
0: I what? think I remember UHF no, Okay never... It doesn't matter <laughs> Okay continue Continue Okay Okay <laughs>
2: But well, cable's a was, big was, deal. They just paved the roads and brought electricity into town, and we and the dinosaurs had gone extinct. So yeah. we knew we had to move Sending on. smoke signals for the news. <laughs> right. The Soviet. Bells.
0: Yeah, there's bells.
2: So anyway, so so but anyway, so there was Turner had a, wanted to start a music video channel, but wanted to appeal, make it a little older, and MTV was very concerned about protecting that flank. So they. They bum-rushed this thing, VH1, which was going to be a version of MTV. Phoebe, you have Phoebe, to stop crying in the background.
1: Is it, she, so here's my – sorry to cut you off, but we got to address this. I started petting Phoebe. The problem now is any time I remove uh. my hand from Phoebe, this starts. <laughs> so you got to keep petting so her. I literally can't you, So that's part hand. of your job for this my interview. My job for the rest yes. of this <laughs> <laughs> podcast so make, is to rub Phoebe.
2: I could move her, but she won't. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Okay.
1: Just keep the rubs. I love her. You don't you mind? Keep the rub's <laughs> I love her. I love this. I love dogs.
0: Okay, so VH1 was like the so VH1,
2: (laughs) so VH1 was like the adult version to protect MTV, and it was like very like safe. I mean, their playlist was you know, you know, MTV was whatever was you know hip in 1985, and VH1 was whatever wasn't hip, whatever the opposite of hip was was VH1. And you were hip, you were punk rock. I was punk rock, so I went from you know. But that quickly changed. But <laughs> I found a little voice. So VH1 was going on its way. It had some. Do you know Don Imus was? He was of one course. of the original he, VJs.
0: He just retired. He would wear the
2: cowboy hat. Okay. He was the competition of Howard Stern. Don Imus in the late Frankie Crocker, Rita Coolidge, famous singer from the 60s. These were the original VJs. A guy think Scott John, John Bowser Bauman from Sha Na Na. Reference, I'm sure nobody will know. <laughs> and it's just as well. Yeah. So anyway, but. I was there as a PA and doing shit And nearly got fired Nearly got fired Because the first head of production hated me This woman named Holly St. Leifer hated me Wanted to fire me The woman who came in to replace her Gave me a chance Oddly that same woman is now married to my father
1: Oh, Yeah
0: Interesting
2: Yeah so anyway, so did she did you
1: introduce them?
2: No, I didn't. My father's a children's writer and she mm-hmm. was working for Scholastic, which okay. is a So your father and, must be
0: like a hundred ten years old or uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm just, My my I'm father, just, who no, is I'm in just, his eighties, oh, is I'm just is
2: like we should all have his life. He's a writer, he is still writing and incredibly healthy. So Oh that's awesome. That's, that's, awesome. that's, no, that's I was just making a joke. Um
1: is she singing?
2: Phoebe, I you know uh, do you want to Pause and see if my yeah, yeah. wife's well, here. I, yeah, yeah, we'll Dick pause is, it real quick. We'll be right, right back.
1: I don't know if it's my fault. No, no, did you're I start good. this?
0: So where did we put Phoebe?
2: We put Phoebe did
0: back uh, Phoebe? upstairs with
2: um, his mom. Not okay. his. Okay. Her. First of all, it's her. Phoebe would be her. These yeah. are her. So her mom. But, yeah. Okay. Her person. Her Mother. person. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad she's good. But she's fine. Good. she apologizes, she said oh, she good. Didn't, you didn't give her the questions in advance, and she felt <laughs> she was got a little you know so she's on with a publicist and you know
0: okay we'll deal with her later yeah, we'll deal okay. with her later, but you were we were talking about you being at v h one this is this seems like a very pivotal timing your v h
2: one yeah was the greatest it was it was amazing so i i got this um there was this middle of the night show called New Visions, which was at the time was kind of, and you know, they were were generally, you know, the shows back then were, you know, wraparound music videos. Mm -hmm. But this show and they were playing at the time was kind of like new age, like music, very soothing and uh, some jazz stuff and some like, you know, semi-interesting stuff like Kate Bush and people like that. But the uh, producer at the time, a woman named Ellen Gusenberg, who was an Oscar winner, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, left so they said do you want to produce it i said sure wow and now at I, this point
1: you're you're just paing
2: i'm paing maybe my maybe they promoted me to ap which was associate so, producer sure. mm-hmm. you know i think making thirteen dollars an hour right um no probably but but, but by 1987 standard so um i'm Producing this little thing called New Visions, and it's a lot of fun, you know, doing other stuff for the station. But um, I, I I, did – there was another VJ, and they sent me out to – first time I ever had been to Los Angeles for work. And they sent me out with one of their VJs to do a bunch of, like, interviews and press junkets and that stuff. Mm-hmm. And on the flight back, the airline screwed up, and I got bumped up to first class. Great. As opposed to now as a director where we have to fly first class, this was back in those days, and it was a new experience, and uh, I had several drinks, <laughs> and I'm next to a, a man, and we're talking, and we start to ask me what I do, and I start telling him about this show, and I'm 25, and I'm like, I'm doing this show, and I really want to make it interesting. You know, I have I have no budget, literally, um, <laughs> but I really want to make it interesting. I want to add some, you know, some jazz people and maybe have little performances, and after I and I'm I'm thinking, oh God, this guy thinks I'm like a raving like nut. <laughs> and he goes to me, goes, You know, you remind me of me when I was your age. How would you like to have Miles Davis on the show? And I'm like, oh, Yeah, whatever. Whoa. So it turned out to be Peter Shukat, um, who's not with us anymore, but who, among other things, managed Miles. And Miles so you were
0: chatting with Miles Davis manager in first yeah, class.
2: Yeah. Wow. And a month later, I mean, this happened really quickly. Yeah. I got a call. Miles wants to do this show. We'll do this show. I'm like, really? I think I need a, so I went, of course, to my, I think I need a budget for this one. So you see that picture over there? It's like- um, The one above you, DJ? Yeah, that's a, that's, he drew
0: that live on the air. Miles Davis
1: Miles drew that. Miles Davis so drew holy cool. that. Holy
0: shit. Hold on. I got to go look at this.
1: That's If so you read cool. it, it, says,
2: to Mike, you are a good man, Miles.
0: He did it with goosebumps, man. Look at this. Now, you were saying before that your New York Knicks basketball, before we started the podcast, is your most prized treasure. I don't know. The Miles Miles Davis drawing has got to be. be. So he drew it on the
2: air? So this show, so
1: Miles So it was a good thing you were tips. Drunk and talking to the random guy. It was guy. A great thing. It was crazy, <laughs> yeah. right?
2: So the show is like the most surreal shit you can imagine. So yeah. is Miles Davis. Were you into around, him, by the way? You were a punk guy, but did you? Uh, appreciate? No, I I, 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 I like got. I did a deep dive into jazz. Okay. So like I went from you know I from punk I mean I went from but I just really started listening to jazz and also I was doing that show so I'm being wined and dined by every record executive who has a jazz label because they're not going to get their shit on MTV they're not even going to get on VH1 they're just going to get on my little show Yeah. so you know that's cool that's insane I was going to village I was going to every jazz everything was comp was, this was like you know, oh, I, this was life, like the best too. and, and like know. all of a
1: sudden all
2: of a sudden Oh <laughs> the fucking stuff. Did
1: you assume the position? I assumed
2: the position. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. This one, this didn't feel like a stretch for me. Yeah. I think I was 25. Why did not this happen earlier for me? Why did it take this long, though? Yeah. Um, was Miles a good guest? Miles was did, amazing. Did talk you like got to watch it. He, talk, oh he talks goodness. like this, right?
3: Yeah. Miles Michael, Davis.
2: We're here with Miles. My- I mean, it's on YouTube. Feel free. It's called Miles Davis Remembered, because we, I the original... I got this on the original tape, but I, luckily I kept a master somewhere and have transferred it and somebody else post, you know, it's on YouTube, but it's, yeah, it's just him talking. So it's like him in between videos, but he was painting and he was drawing, he had his bass play. Occasionally he would, he would do it like 20 seconds on his trumpet. Um, and he would talk and he would ask me, you know, how's it going? We should have coffee. I'm going to do it. You know, and it was like, and, and. Around the same time, um, I don't remember how even this happened, but I got involved with a documentary with Brian Eno, who's, like, producer to, like, U2 and...
0: Oh, to so like many bands. Top. Talking Heads. So,
2: he... so you one your
1: stuff. Coldplay. Yeah, you I'm a music dork. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Love music.
2: So, Eno, you know, so there was a documentary done about him, which they wanted to fall into New Visions. So it's doing that so because of the Miles Davis thing and this Brian Eno thing the New York Times on the cover of its sun remember when New York Times Sunday thing was like a big thing do you guys remember that? No. Okay. So, <laughs> no, we, we've okay. actually never seen a newspaper okay. before. Yeah, hey, I yet don't yet. even know what you're Sorry talking about you're It's not to... on my iPad. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The New York Times is a big newspaper. Back in the day, it used to be on actual paper. Yeah. yeah. The Sunday New York Times was like a big thing. Everyone sat around reading the Sunday New York Times. Yeah. And they had a big thing called the Arts and Leisure Section, yeah. which was like, you know, and it was a cover of that. It was a story supposedly about, I still have it somewhere. It was called Signs of Intelligent Life in Music Television, and it was really about me. And it was really about, you know, these shows and- that was like, this is fantastic. That's, that's and then we went from one night a week with um, on, on the show, New Visions. We got a host, a guy named Ben Sidgerton, who was doing the jazz thing. And then he made it five nights a week. So we did a rock version and a folk version and a world beat and a soul. Nile Rodgers, that Nile Rodgers became the host of the other nights.
3: Mm-hmm. And we
2: had everybody performing from, I don't know, you know, and again, this is late 80s, 90s. So, I mean, we had... Sinead O'Connor, and then we would have Chris Isaac, and then we That's would have Joe insane. Cocker, and then we would have Wynton Marsalis, and then we would have, you know, just one after the other.
0: Who 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 was the coolest person that you felt that you met on this show? Oh, uh, man, from New Visions? Yeah. God, it was so... I mean, Miles Davis is pretty goddamn cool. I mean,
2: there were so many fascinating... And because of the thing about it, they loved the show. It was like, musicians loved it.
1: Because it was their chance they were playing music and talking, right? yeah,
2: and because they it wasn't bullshit, like yeah. it wasn't you know, we gave them time, I mean, I don't think we had a lot of viewers, but it got like it won that thing I was talking about before an Ace award you know it, it was like this,
1: and it was a big show, it was a big it deal. was a big show only
2: though. It wasn't like nobody watched it. I mean, its ratings were like less than like... Oh, okay. You know,
0: no one fucking watched it, but
1: everyone <laughs> in the music world knew <laughs> it. Wanted to be in one. was kind of like... like,
0: like I, a- I used to watch MTV 120 Minutes. Yes. Hosted we, by we, Matt we, Penfield.
2: Yes, we were on opposite for them. So they were like, okay. you know, Marilyn Harkin, we were... And then when it became like five nights a week, it, it got, you know, more commercialized. You know, yeah, they tried to make it more commercialized, and but it was and but I there's a great. I mean, we had Lou Reed on, man. We had like one amazing shit after the. I could not believe I was doing this for a living. That's wow, amazing. You know, um, when
1: did David Bowie come in?
2: Bowie was on
0: another. Bowie was on another show. Oh, we're about to make the segue
2: to so the segue, and then in terms way. of me, so I was producing this, and occasionally I was directing something, but I didn't really. I, the, the director wasn't like, eh, it's not really looking the way I want this to look, so. I would convince jazz festivals to pay for production and then come down, you know, I like pay for production and we'll air it for like two weekends and then so I'll direct it because I'm free. I'm staff. <laughs> so I'll just hire myself. How yeah. can they object? Um, it's a great
3: plan. It was a good plan. <laughs> I did a
2: very deep dive into directing. So I took, you know, I was sort of, you know, good with cameras, you know, I understood a little, but I... I took a couple of courses in lighting. I really kind of did a, you know, every, I mean, this is back then. You had to literally write a letter to other directors who do sort of multi-camera directing. I said, and 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 could you, can I go, I'll fly to LA. Can I just watch you for like, can you tell yeah. me anything? And um, I think one or two wrote back, which was nice. And so then I decided I want to direct. And then we started, you know, and then it was sort of VH1 it was Upgrading a little and getting a little more money. You're still your, in New York now. Still in New York. Yeah. yeah, all in New York. And then, so Ray Davies of the Kinks, one of the, Ugh. you know, seminals. So he had the a... Um, this is now in the mid-90s. Probably 95, 96. So he had a um, thing. He wrote a biography and he toured with him um, and he would read passages from it and talk about it. And he, I think he called it Storytellers. Well, maybe, he didn't, but close. I went to the show and I said... I, I think we had computers with this at the time. Mm-hmm. We should do a show like this. We should do a show with different artists coming in, telling stories,
0: so, oh, and so then this singing. Is a
1: li- this was a live show.
0: So you see this Ray Davies book. It was called Storytellers. And right. this okay. came up yeah. with you coming up with an idea to pitch a show called VH1 yeah. Storytellers. Others will claim
2: they created storytellers. I will claim, no, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> that I did. That I wrote... Uh, the guy was executive producer, a great music journalist named Bill Flanagan who was working at VH1 that I suggested to him. Um, and then we should do it. And Ray was the first one with tape. And if you look at storytellers now, whatever the latest storytellers they, you know, did, <clears throat> they'll still say inspired by Ray Davies.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: I didn't know. Like, and he said in the first episode, he said, you'll probably, uh, you know, rip me off and then never credit. You know, and we left it, you know, we let it air that way yeah so ray was and 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 a couple of things about that series i somehow convinced them to let me shoot it on film actual 16 millimeter film which is crazy which is crazy and do you think it contributed to the look of it i think it contributed to the look of it yeah i mean if you look at the early ones yeah i mean it had you know a timeless quality i mean this was before you know this was before i mean high def was around but nobody was could afford it
0: Really, not MTV. I, I got to let you know, though, too, like VH1 Storytellers to this day is one of my favorite programs of all time. Well, thank
2: you. So right. it was, and it was, so we did over this the four years I was there, we did 53. We did, you know, from Garth Brooks to Def Leppard, Tariyam to I And it was like every week we were doing like these amazing, amazing artists. Bowie,
0: you know, it was. Tell me about Bowie. I, I was, want
1: some information, Rock. Okay. We
0: need to, I mean, come on.
1: I mean, he's just. The so, best I mean, yeah. just so special, such an interesting person, like uh,
2: so, um, I think Bowie is look there's nothing I can say about Bowie, which people haven't said about Bowie, in, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, many books and many documentaries, but suffice to say that anybody sort of growing up in the seventies, if you were at all on any level, not exactly the prescribed you know group you should be in, you would look at David Bowie and go okay, I'm not completely alone in the world. Yeah, You yeah. know, you could be the most popular jock and whatever, but you could, you know, if you had a, a tiny little thing about you which made you slightly different yeah. from anybody, somehow David Bowie embodied, like, you know, that, that North Star of, like, yeah. fuck, you know? He was I think, always changing. It was always it was changing. fresh. So, you know, I was... And, and Bowie was, like, a natural... Um, what's the word, gateway into punk. You know, yeah. I got into Bowie, then punk seemed a very natural Well, because he was like best transition. friends with Iggy Pop. Yeah, he did all that, and because, just in sort of the attitude, not you know, mm-hmm. so much musically, just, so.
1: How this, was directing him? Like, it how was, was he in person? It was
2: amazing, uh, just absolutely amazing. So I, I shot a concert of his at Radio City, uh, I think, before we did the Storytellers, which was, but it was a big concert, you know, and it was, it was, it was great, but I didn't have a lot of interaction with him because it was pretty much talked a little But then a couple of months later, we're doing Storytellers, and he's rehearsing Storytellers with his band in a little room in SIR Studios in New York. This is 98, and I go there, and, you know, I'm pinching myself because I, cause I'm like, I am in a room with David Bowie, we're rehearsing, and he's talking to me. <laughs> so he's going through his, his set list, and he's Saying and then he's describing the song called, called a word on a wing, which was sort of an obscure track from a um, station to station record, which came
0: out in seventy six. That was during those the Berlin records. It was right before. Oh, okay, right, right before, before that, that. Right, right,
2: right. Um The biggest hit from it was uh Golden Years and um was fame on that record. Golden Years was a kind of a a, a big hit. Anyway, so and I got him and David at the risk of sounding like a groupie, literally my son was born to that song because we made delivery room tapes. Oh my and God. the song Word on a Wing yeah. was, which is very, um, uh, so we're a very uh, intimate ballad song, seemed appropriate for giving birth to a child, not that I was doing it, my wife was. <laughs> um, and so he was born to this song. And so when... It, He seemed, you know, okay, cool, great. You know, went on. I mean, even before the show, he would he knew the show. He would send. um, We he would they would send stills. You know, he would cut out of him against colors he likes his background, Mm -hmm. which you know we uh, so just so with it. Probably the most best one, best moments ever of Dragon I had. We we on storytellers we tended to. Start with a hit song A big hit Whatever that was But we would come in, in the middle of it Because we weren't like A straight performance show We wanted to like with mm-hmm. the story aspect So we'd come in the middle So we came in the middle Of um, his song Life on Mars Ugh. And he, so he So ends that And at the end of Life on Mars There's this big Piano flourish mm-hmm. And his So he's You know And again This is shot very intimately So it's It's his band Surrounded by audience mm-hmm. with, with some set But the set is usually Abstract um, Really amazing DP i one of the top EPs in the field now But um, You know Shot on like four or five film cameras mm-hmm. um, And You know So he finishes the song And he, and he, he says Michael How are you going to get to the piano Are you going to cut to it I said no I think I'm going to take a steady cam When you're done He goes great So he So the song yeah, He ends singing it You know The crowd is, You know Because it's, it's like 230 people who are five feet from Bowie so they're like you know yeah, yeah. they're completely like yeah. all by this and this is just one of those real tangible moments you can feel and everyone's like you know I don't know if it was a standing ovation immediately because it was the first song but it, it felt like that anyway so he ends he, he pivots he turns upstage knowing exactly where the steady cam is as it's going back To the piano. Mm -hmm. And he splits his face on the key light. So you see this shot of, you know, coming back. We see, like, audience behind him. Mm -hmm. David Bowie just standing there. He's not the tallest human being, but it's David Bowie standing there. Only David Bowie knows how to stand. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly how to split the key light. He knows, You know, his main light, so half of him is lit. The other half isn't. And it goes to the piano, and he's just sort of nodding as the camera, you know, has this shot. And it's—it was like, oh, I, have I could about, like fucking he, die right now, yeah. and he knew I it. Don't know if anybody exactly. who watches these shows notices
0: these things, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to me, this was. Like you know, well, because that yeah. was part of what made him so amazing. Obviously, the music is timeless, but he also had such a visual oh. element yeah. to what he did. He,
1: he like knows what he, he knows what he's doing. He so
0: you're doing. you're getting that shot, and you're just like, probably, oh, this is perfect. what right. is yeah. his
1: air like? Is he well, like?
0: It's it's at this point,
2: you know. I find the bigger the talent, usually the less asshole if they are. Yeah, because they don't need at this point, you they know, don't they don't need to be. So so we. Film the show, we're done. My <laughs> wife is backstage, and I we hang in this little green room. And Bowie walks in this room and walks right over to us. You know, as like, and my wife's like, knees like, oh my god, <laughs> baby, Bowie's <walking." laughs> and she just she looks at it. She looks at him. And she grabs, you know, he grabs her hand, and says, "Oh, I understand. One of my songs has a pretty profound meaning for you." Oh, oh my god! And she's 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 like, she's like, you know, shooing, just go away, you know. Let me <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know they're, they're clearly going to have a conversation here. So at that moment, yeah. one of the executives of VH1 swoops in, doesn't even like say anything, and like says, "Oh, David, we need to do photos." You know, typical executive move. So anyway, yeah. so they're in the side. <laughs> so about ten minutes later, we're talking to some other people. Then the other side of the room, Bowie looks over, really at, at her, and sort of points at this person who swooped him away, rolls his eyes, and clear, you know, and it was just like, ah, uh, he's human.
1: You know
0: like Wow yeah. yeah Right That's so nice That he remembered Yeah To yeah, have and that you, you know There's
2: nothing we can say Which is gonna impress David Bowie right. it's, it's not yeah. like Hey I'm gonna s- tell that director guy <laughs> You know that yeah. story You know It was so So he was a
0: dream to work with He was a dream to work with Was he your favorite person You ever had on Storytellers um, On Storytellers There's so many I like I
2: love Tori Amos mm. I love love Tori Amos I spent an amazing Two hours with her At the end of a, one of her concerts In mm. Jacksonville Florida
0: um, but you know what? I didn't... It was such a. I I remember you telling me something. Wasn't there like a Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash? Willie Nelson, and Johnny
2: Cash. That may have been my favorite. because They did I, it together? They did it together. How did you get
0: them together? Were they friends? I don't know or how it
2: was booked. Um,
1: how was controlling the audiences?
2: Well, it, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, one... We had... I mean, we had deaf like We had rock bands who played loud. Right. But most of the music tended to be a little more acoustic, so it wasn't like... The biggest thing, I think, was... Going back to this notion that, like, you're sitting 10 feet from these iconic right, people. Right. We, it wasn't like we were worried that they were going to get too, like, you know,
3: Weird, too silly. It was yeah. more like
2: you're going to be too nervous and you're going right. to be in the background of shots because the audience was very much the background. Right. You know the way a lot of shows now are shot with, like, people behind? Mm-hmm. so. That was like, oh, who do we put there? Was there any
1: sort of like vetting process? To yes, that? it was a heavy yeah. vetting because you yeah. know
2: everybody and their mother wanted tickets. Sure, you know, so it was always like you know the guests. So it was always like, okay, we're gonna if it was like two hundred thirty people we can fit in there. The guest list is only be twenty people. Yeah, and then you know the whomever executive says no, I need twelve people there. So it was always like. um but th- it, it was interesting because people just are nervous being right. that close but johnny and willie did the show and this was a couple i think johnny cash was he was he was ailing at that point mm-hmm. was not you know he could still perform but he um and there were that was a very simple show it was just two of them and guitars and they just did their iconic shit and we had one of the, the background drops was a um uh Sort of an American flag, which had been a little like, you know, like it's kind of a surrealistic version of an American mm-hmm. flag. And I call it the Mount Rushmore shot because it was one thing you just, you know, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. And you don't need to do much. Oh, you God. don't
0: need to do much. No. I think that's the key to being a good director, though, knowing that you don't need to no. do much. Yeah. Less is more. Like, yeah. even sometimes when I'm watching a sporting event and something amazing will happen and the announcers are talking too much, it's like, let just, no, let we're it, watching, let
2: it, so let it breathe. Let yeah. let, let with, us live this moment. You know, with music, and I've certainly been guilty and maybe partly responsible for very fast-cutting music performances, and, you know, but honestly, when you have something good enough, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um... Was Willie
0: Nelson smoking weed on set?
2: No, not in nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. But I remember at one point, they um, Willie made a joke. Um, They had the table where they kept, you know, their little, and he goes, "Orange juice, hot chocolate, and coffee. What's going to happen to our reputation?" and Johnny kind of leaned back and go, I don't know, as long as we keep wearing black, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Johnny was cool? Johnny was amazingly cool. And we ran into, my family ran into Johnny um, Cash about, a, about three months later, we were vacationing in Jamaica when my children were tiny little babies. And we were up, and they had a house in uh, Jamaica. Um, and he was with June, his wife. And they were at a table, and I went over and said hello, and you know, and him telling me I was really said I was really proud of that show. I'm trying not to tear. Oh, this um, is And yeah, June invites us. Go, can you want to come over for a meal sometime? <laughs> yes. And we had, I mean, we had a <laughs> sick, we had a six month old yeah. and a two year old. Yeah. And he wasn't super well at that point. And we're like. You know, I'm going, Do we? I don't know. Do we do this? I, I like. You got to do it. You didn't do it. We didn't do it. And much, it was so right much. before the holidays yeah. and we didn't do it. And You
1: didn't do it. We didn't do
2: it. Oh. I just.
1: I get it though. I do you get regret it. not I having would, dinner Johnny sure Cash's house? So. Oh. Yeah.
2: But I, did, I, I, I didn't know. And I think it was completely genuine because she, I mean, both of the rest of their souls. But both of them were such genuine, decent people. And I don't think they would have said that for a fact.
0: Was she a sweetheart yeah. too, Jim? Absolute sweetheart.
1: But there's you that know. fear of like, do, do they know like, into hey, like, here, you know what you're like, Hey, we're here. The whole family and, and the crying babies. You know, yeah. the
2: crying babies. Do you have a place <laughs> I can change your diaper and right. your one of your guitars? Yeah. I don't know,
0: you know. Right. So there are these things called babysitters. <laughs> you could have gotten a babysitter. Oh, man, it was it was so <sighs> oh my gosh. Well that's, that's so quick. is in your whole career, would you are you is VH one storytellers in, in creating that? Is that are, are you most proud of that?
2: Yeah, I think storytelling I mean we I did, you know, VH one the Divas Concerts You know The Those were and infamous good. Divas Concerts You know When they were actually Divas back then In the uh, um, But I think Storytellers As a music fan they're, they're documents Of What will live forever I mean Often With musicians When they're performing On TV It's a little different now Because so many Musicians now Come from talent shows By but, the way He's doing yeah. air quotes When he says musicians <laughs> Yeah Um <laughs> No, and some of them are great. Listen, I've worked with, you know, people come from those shows, and I've directed some of those shows. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. but I think when you look back at what we did, along with Unplugged, obviously, uh, there were there were documents of musicians really doing something beyond just going on a TV show and performing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to have a small, you know, part with some of these artists whose work, particularly as we lose some of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Who's the... Brian always asks this question: Who's the, um, what do you, what is it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. the <laughs> the death the celebrity death that has affected you the most. Well,
2: Bowie was Bowie was. I mean, I knew he was. I knew he was sick. Um, what you knew he was sick. I knew he was sick. Just from because he, he was keeping he was keepin keeping it real close, But the I heard, you know, from people not saying it gossipy, just telling me. So I, I but I remember because it was look it was 2016, mm-hmm. and and my daughter was home from from school. Remember. Her Coming either late at night or early in the morning saying Bowie died and feeling like I lost a friend. Mm. And also, that's uh, we, when you just look at the horror show we've been in since 2016, mm-hmm. it seemed that was like the first salvo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we lost Bowie and now. So that was. Who that did we was, lose
0: first, Bowie or Prince? Bowie. It was mm-hmm. Bowie and then Prince. Bowie, was and was then a couple Lou months. Reed and, and uh.
2: Prince and. Whitney and Aretha Franklin. All people I worked with. Yeah. Um, so all of it, you know, not that we're friends with any mm. of them, but it was all awful.
1: Did you ever work with Michael Jackson?
2: No, I came close, but he did a special which didn't air because of 9-11. And I was almost going to do it, but he didn't like the divas' shows. So he told the guy at CBS who wanted me to do it. And, so, but I didn't, so
0: no, I feel I like never worked he, feel with like he might have had issues with women. Upon Michael? Many, yeah. Uh, upon many other issues. I don't even know yeah. where
2: you go with like the Michael. like, I do, know. Where, where
1: do you go? go?
0: They're still playing his music on the I radio. Mean, uh, cause just, after seeing was, that doc, I'm like, I don't think we're going to hear Michael Jackson it, anymore. After
1: seeing that doc, it was such a weird. I definitely spent <clears throat> a few days being like, well, what do we do now? And then it's just, it's Michael Jackson. You know, you can't forget. So
2: so do you, if you're like somewhere or you, uh, and a song comes on, do you now yes. flinch?
1: No, I'm still jam. I'm still. I'm letting. I'm letting it go. I'm. My choice has been. It's not even a conscious choice, but it's like. I'm just gonna let the artist be the artist and let what he did. I mean, his music is my childhood. It's like I can't hear these songs and pretend that I don't know all of the words, and they don't create a feeling for me. You know. Yeah,
0: Um, I'm I'm with you on that. Oh, and then some people are like, "Well, can I listen to the Jackson Five? Because that was like before he did it." Yeah, I mean.
1: I mean, he was a sick man, but uh, you know, so many artists are sick people. Not saying it's okay, but I don't know. His music—it's Michael Jackson. I don't know. How do you feel?
2: Boy, I—you know—there's—I—I I pretty much I agree. Yeah. Because I, I've had too many nothing like Michael Jackson, but just artists who were real assholes. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, yeah. but a few of them. Just. Oh, were can you real. name
0: drop one, or is that—is that? Is that mm.
1: Give us sh- sh- what is it? Spill the tea. <laughs> Spill the tea. Okay, I,
2: I will say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can say this. John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp was an oh, asshole. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What an What an ass! Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he was nice to everybody, but he hated me. Oh really? Oh, he hated me. Jack and, and Diane he, and, and I worked three times with him, and I kept saying, "Why? I, he's not going to want me to do this." And why did he, he hate yelled you so Yelled at me because oh, we were. John Mellencamp it. yelled at you? Oh, oh God, fuck.
0: that's so yeah. sad. So when you hear Jack and Diane on the radio now, are you no, like, oh, fuck I this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Numb. Not my
2: favorite, but I'm sure he's a, you know, but that's just, he didn't like me. That's not a reason for the world not to love him, though they should consider it. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you go with that level because it's bad if people do heinous, awful things, and there is a line somewhere, but you can't, there are there are. It inform your life, it inform your mm-hmm. life growing up, right? So. Right, I mean, I oh, can't like deny it. I The can't
0: epitome it. of, yeah, I mean, Michael I Jackson and art, I mean, it was... Youth was everything.
1: Right. Can't pretend it's not there. Just
0: interesting how, like, we all suspected that he did these horrible things. Documentaries seem to have a lot of power nowadays. Like, R. Kelly, like would he be dealing with all this court stuff if it wasn't for the documentary coming out? It seems like these artifacts are having a big impact on... These people's it's weird, lives. I actually,
1: I just, this is so random, I start. I started following Britney Spears recently on Instagram. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I just, yesterday I saw she posted a video of like her old school days like dancing to Michael Jackson and she just like, it was a very simple like uh, uh, caption that just said me and Michael and like. Why? I don't know and it got, and I thought the same thing, I kind of did a double take like Wow, what ballsy move, one, and also no comment, like just like a very nonchalant me and Michael, you know what I mean? And it had all these likes. And like,
2: (laughs) I I don't even know, like, how do you even unravel that? Because she's not, as much as she's Britney Spears in the last 10 years, she hasn't been like, you know, she's not Kim Kardashian. Right. You know, she, no, she's not anymore. She hasn't been for a while. I mean, so how do you even unravel, like, what was her thinking there?
1: I I don't know. Right. Am I exactly. trying to
2: say like
1: I was what do you what do you what, what is, are you trying to say? Yeah, what are you getting at? What's your, And okay. who's
2: your audience here and what are you doing? Isn't right. she
1: doing well, a it? I'm apparently thing? a part of her audience. Yeah, apparently a <laughs> Apparently me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How many how many followers you have you? I honestly have not even I don't I have no idea. So how old are you guys?
0: I'm thirty six. Thirty five.
2: Okay, so you missed, so you really so the height of the boy band Britney thing, the early 2000s. So, you, yeah, you would. Oh, we were part of that. that yeah, we were part, part of, of that. Okay, I was part of it. Because I was shooting a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People. But um, OK. But today. Do you know anybody who without not for campy reasons yeah. or, you know, um, ironic reasons? Do you know anybody who puts on a Britney Spears record CD? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You do. A lot of gay men. A lot of gay men, of gay men oh. my age. The gays okay. love Britney. The, the gays love like Britney. <laughs> Britney. Now let me. I'm not even a huge Britney fan. I'm. Not, I never like really, uh, you know, the, followed but, but, her but that they're much. They're not doing it for like to be ironic. They're doing it because oh, this is no. Old. They're doing it because they think she's a queen. Like they really love her. This isn't a joke.
0: Yeah. Was she ever on one of your diva shows? They really love her. No, <clears throat> no. Um, I I will say this. I think "Toxic" is no. a fantastic. Song. I mean, she
1: had some great hits. She was the. She was. Like, the hit, like, the height of that time, whatever that was. What would you call that time? Where it was, like...
0: TRL. Like, I, I yeah. refer TRL. The like TRL. You remember,
1: dancing, there was
2: like- a band from um, England called Travis. Who I remember there, them. So they did a cover. Like a Coldplay type They did a band. cover of uh, Hit Me Baby. I remember which that. Which I did. Oh. Oh, what do you mean you did? I did from Storytellers. That was a music video. Oh. We, we, we took, so... And um, and I realized oh, it is kind of a good song when you strip it away Baby, one uh, more time. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. When you, you get rid of the schoolgirl
1: skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: no. And I think in in sync it's some great songs. <laughs> well, I oh, mean, yeah. nothing I would even consider ever putting on. Well, totally. I, but, I yeah. mean, that's
1: that's
0: Max Martin though. So he's like the number one producer when it comes to those boy band no, I mean. and mm-hmm. pop hits. He's got it. He's got an ear for what people like. I mean, yeah. I guess the song was huge. Do you have any other millennial questions for him? <laughs> any
1: other what is this millennial <laughs> game? Are the, we going to play no, it or no? This
2: internet
0: thing. Do you think it'll catch <laughs> on? <laughs> I think it will. Should I, should I get a computer? Yeah, yeah, you should get a computer. I highly recommend <laughs> we're it. We're
1: like the, we're, we're the oldest. Yeah, we're the end we're the of the millennials. Yeah, what are
2: you? So you're third, or you are the end. We're so the end. So I think 80, if you're born in the 80s.
1: Essentially, we're called Generation X. Well, you're on the
2: border. We're on the
3: border.
1: We're on the, there's a cusp.
2: Because I'm on the border, I'm technically a boomer, but I'm the very, very end of the boomer. Yeah. Right. And if you look at uh, people born in my year, there's really nothing distinct because we were way too young for like the first Woodstock. We were a little too old for like Nirvana. I mean, I wasn't personally, but my contemporaries. Um,
1: yeah. What were your 20s? Like, my
2: 20s were, you know, VH1, MTV Network. Yeah. So it was my 20s were the, uh, the, 80s? the 80s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What a great time, though. You I know. mean, I always felt like the 90s because that's when we really mm-hmm. were becoming people, you know? Yeah. I feel I was born in 83. So, like, the 90s was like my childhood, I guess, you know, teen years. And, like, so did you, like, when you were eight, know about Nirvana?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I love, love Nirvana. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, and because the, the 90s, so then we're in like middle school. So, around like 13, 14, like, Nirvana for sure, was huge. Oh, uh, it, one and of my m- favorite bands. MTV, MTV, MTV was huge. MTV was yeah. huge. Kurt Loader coming so, on so, and telling me the yeah. news. So rock was a thing. Oh, it was, yeah. I was well, such we were a ch- the grunge era. Yes. Like right, the 90s. Right, which, to
2: me, was the last era of rock.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. There's been great
2: rock since, and there are great rock bands, but it's, it's almost a museum piece. It's not yeah. an era. Like that does, was an era. There's so little yeah. touchstone now, and I think that's, you know, we can get into that. But I, 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 to me, it's a little sad because...
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
2: Rocks seem to... And, then, you know, there's rock and there's rock and roll. You know, there's... But if you look at, like, from Bob Dylan through Nirvana, for, like, 30 years, rock was, like, the... sort of the... Uh, the culture. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, out yeah. there. Even if you <clears throat> didn't like that, you knew these people. You knew these... My like,
1: roommate is a musician. He's obsessed with the Sunset Strip. And so he's, like... He always... We always have this conversation or how, like, that time has like died or he's like there was like a a time you know like the sunset strip and the rock yeah. like the rock shows and like the it was like a it was a, its own person rock oh you but, know? but music
2: gave you information right because you didn't I, I mean i listened to you know I, I didn't know what was going on in in england and working class neighborhoods until i listened to punk yeah i mean i dug the beat you know and you know all the other reasons you like rock i mean you wanted to get laid and you wanted mm-hmm. to you know move your feet and all that but it was information i don't think you people 16 need to get information from music anymore they just get information
1: from you know it is different it's, it's a little bit a sad it's such a different time i would not like to be i mean i mean who knows every, i feel like every generation says says that about younger kids but like growing up with fucking social media being such a big deal and the likes how many likes did you get what did you post all it like it would be so I just feel like life's hard enough and then on top, to add to couple all of that stuff. I mean you're young. You don't have, young. Do you have social media, Michael?
2: Do what? Do you have any social media? You no, again, what is that? No, I, <laughs> I, I I do. I I I was you know, I've been on Facebook for a long time, but Facebook is only old people now anyway. I did get off <laughs> Facebook for a year. I became so anxious about reading like I just I can't do this anymore. I got off for a year. I got back on cuz we had fires and we were evacuated. and People mm-hmm. were texting. Oh yes, yeah, so.
0: so, your house was like right oh in the God. middle. Yeah, the So big.
1: last but, year there were crazy fires so for everyone we, out there. It was like, and they it was straight in the canyon, right? Yeah. I mean, where where we? What's this town called again?
0: Agora Hills. Agora Hills. So this is like right outside of Calabasas. Next it. we're twenty feet from Calabasas. I we're think two, some people right probably
1: saw the videos. I mean, they were, there were there's like crazy videos of people filming driving in their cars through the flames. Right.
0: And we're recording this from Michael's house right now, and your house was almost. It, yeah, it could have burned to the ground. It's your it backyard. It, it could have burned. So it was in the backyard.
2: So social media is like that's that's a good thing. You know, I could go on and I can tell people yeah. like
0: we're alive and where
2: oh, okay. we okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You, um, you and, really put that fire conversation to an end. Yeah, no, uh, he <laughs> put <laughs> that <laughs> out so fast. I was like, wait, he, he literally was like, yeah, it's in the backyard. Do we okay. not want ta- to <laughs> <wanna> talk? <laughs> <about> <laughs> we <could> go <laughs> in. What were you no, terrified? To I mean, say. I mean, were you terrified? Oh, so we
2: want to go in fire. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm curious. We don't have to be on it for I that mean, long, but don't wait, shut us we- down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> I thought I thought this was a top secret thing, and I was, <laughs>
1: oh,
0: we're not talking about the fire.
1: <laughs> I know no okay. one fucking knows about it. But Let's f- just
0: leave it. The Fire was in your backyard.
2: You could see the. I didn't start it. I was just at the time. I didn't know that the lighter did that. Yeah, you really don't talk about started that, the fires. But... I can't believe it. Oh, I'm in Oklahoma City in November. Finishing a um, a uh, special or a shooting for NBC, and my wife texts me and goes, "There's an evacuation order." So I'm like, "Well, then get the fuck out! You know, just <laughs> leave. I don't care what's. So take the basketball. Yeah, take my Nick basketball. The dogs. If the kids around, that's fine too. And um, <laughs> you know, go to the Lucertos, our friends, and I mean, it, and then got. Like- it was just a series of... It was a horrible night because I couldn't get from Oklahoma to Dallas to get home because there were winds in Dallas, which had of course, nothing to do with the fire, and I was stuck. And I'm with the executive producer, and I said, fuck, we've got to get on a flight tomorrow. We couldn't get a hotel in Dallas. I said, somewhere in Dallas is the Four Seasons. We're going to go to the Four Seasons. If the production company wants to pay us back, fine. If not, we're going to be... So we spent five hours in the Four Seasons getting texts, the emergency broadcasting texts, you know, telling you how... You know, you need to get out now. It's a mandatory evacuation. Yeah, it was not scary. knowing when I was going to get. It was very scary. Did yeah. you know anyone that lost any? I do know people lost homes, not around here. Okay, but in Malibu, I do know people lost homes. It's awful. Um, it was it was horrible, mm-hmm. and you know, it it puts your life into perspective. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, things are nice, but
1: did you have any anxiety at all about like losing your hat, like material things? Yes. Yeah,
2: a lot of I mean, because I mean, look again. It's not my children, it's not my dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice house, though. But, but there's
1: some right. artwork,
2: you know, insurance may pay for it, but I'll never replace it. Yeah, yeah. There are some artifacts, which would be pretty devastating, just emotionally. Yeah, you go through that, and it was the second time. I mean, we've had another fire here, which was set about 10 years ago, because it was on my son's birthday, and burned a big horseshoe around where we live. Jesus. Yeah, it's man, it's it's, it's scary stuff. It's, it's scary stuff. yeah well, Those feelers you don't have those. You do have like.
1: Well, I'm right in front of Griffin's You do Park, have like a, so they're a, right. Yeah,
2: hipster zombies coming. We have in. hipster <laughs>
1: zombies is the, our biggest problem. And if you think about
2: all the beards which could burn, like, yeah. all huge fires.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I I think about that daily. All <laughs> the you? beards burning. Oh yeah.
2: Do you like those feelers guys with
0: beards?
1: Um. Sure. I've changed the subject <laughs> again Really not interested in the fires <laughs> Hates the fire conversation Megan's bailing
0: on the beard cover The same way you bailed on the <laughs> fires call, I reached for anything yeah. you guys with i um, in Los Feliz <laughs> Yeah you
1: really so took Megan, anything So Megan tell me If I were to fix you up, <laughs> And they had a beard <laughs> Any topic yeah, not a crazy beard. Okay, what you? No, have, I sort of rel- you're, we, we were just talking about grunge, let's, and the, let's go back to the
0: fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done with the fires. Yeah. I'm glad everyone's alive and safe. Did you? <laughs> did you guys ever have any of the grunge bands on storytellers? And no, did, I think I remember seeing a Stone Temple Pilots one. No, but but that we did Stone Temple Pilots, but they we were did yeah. have them. We did have Stone
2: Temple Pilots. And I, I loved that you episode. Have Nirvana? No.
0: No, no. Nirvana no, no Nirvana. Did no, I, I, I met? Did I shot Foo Fighters a couple times, but not. No, I never met Kurt. Yeah. With Stone Temple Pilots? Did, do you remember that being a good? Episode? Yeah, that was an
2: interesting one. They. Um,
0: he seemed always fucked he up. He
2: was. He, I don't know if he was using at that time, but he was very bright, funny guy. Oh, he I,
0: was. That's good. Um,
2: I remember we had a scene, like we had an S and M scene in the background of one of their songs. The set was like a like a classic kitchen from like the 1950s, mm-hmm. and um, there was a room. And I'm trying to remember the um,
0: the actor who. They uh, were
2: great. But they were good, right? Yeah. Oh, I,
0: mm-hmm. when I he that. passed away. But when he passed away, it was kind of to yeah, be expected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Scott Weiland, right? But all the, those grunge guys, man. All of it, all of Chris those guys. Chris Cornell's. Yeah. Gone. Oh, good no, luck editing it, out my phone. I'm
1: gonna leave sister again. I'm really gonna. The, the, the only grunge guy still alive <laughs> is Eddie Vedder.
0: I feel like he's the only one that's survived. <laughs> Lane stairs Co- No, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell passed. Mm-hmm. I was just at his grave. Like, he's he's uh, buried at Hollywood Cemetery. You, I, you I, went there to look for his grave? No, we went to a. They do movies there. We did. You know the Hollywood Forever
1: Cemetery where they. I know of
0: it. I've never done it. So
1: they yeah they do the big screening. So we went and saw. Beetlejuice, there the other night, uh, yeah. I guess I do remember that we were standing in fr- on his. Chris I got Brown's emotional. That, what a cool situation that, like, yeah, it is. Yeah, Brian got emotional.
0: I get emotional that stuff. It, like, grunge music had such an impact on my life. So,
2: yeah. So mm-hmm. I, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope music can still. I mean, this is America is a pretty That's, seminal, yeah, song which expresses the times. The video too.
0: Expressed. The Videos video is yeah, unbelievable.
1: Incredible. Right. What a good video!
0: Yeah, do you still have a crush on Childish Gambino? One
1: hundred percent. He has such a specific. But not like, Donald Glover. No, <laughs> no. You know, they're just two different. I have a crush <laughs> on
0: Donald Glover, but I
2: don't. I don't like his music.
1: <laughs> no, I yeah, I love Atlanta. Him. I but way he performs though, it, um, he has such a... this like movement that's so specifically him. It's
0: very confident.
1: It's so. It's just a f- weird, funny. Like I don't know. I don't know. But you even, like it. I'm so glad we're not videoing because me doing my impression <laughs> of Childish Gambino was so bad.
0: No, did, did we want to do this millennial? You had a game for us. We okay, so it's on? a game over Thanksgiving when
2: we were at, um, in Portland, Oregon with my daughter's boyfriend's parents. Oh. So serious. This is a game. That, yeah, wow. <laughs> so there were a bunch of people of different ages and I came with called Stump the Millennials. It was a loose game based on me. Um, <laughs> you play a song. We divided into teams We played a song If you knew the song You got five points If you knew the artist Five points If you knew the year I think you got a bonus Of ten points If you knew A related fact Yeah And then if you had An interesting opinion About it
0: I think I'd be good At this
2: game I, I think you would be, be Very so good I so
1: good I wouldn't be I'd be eh. And the opinion though Was
2: up to the commissioner Which was me mm-hmm. <laughs> And my son Who's not here But who's,
0: who's 20 did, did very well Can you give Can you give me one
1: yeah, sure we can. Wait, play, what do you mean an opinion?
0: It? Well, let's let's just um let's say an let's, opinion.
1: Okay. Okay, we'll see. Okay. We'll see.
2: Okay. But the other variation on it, it's not a game. It's a question which I asked to both of you. Mm-hmm. And can we play that part first? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um so Okay, I got to get my thing here.
0: Where is my th- What do you use Spotify?
2: Yeah, I'm it supposed to be on my phone. Okay, there we go. No, <laughs> I need Sonos. That's what I need. This is very interesting way uh, So, all right. So, <laughs> pretend you're in one of your millennial-like bars. <laughs> okay. And everybody, Remember, we're the oldest millennials. <laughs> we're the oldest millennials. But pretend you're, with, you're the old part, but a lot of young millennials are around. <laughs> okay. And um, the, there's music being played. Okay. Okay. And right. this song comes on really loud. So, I want to know what the reaction will be. You know, just kind of imagine what you know, people will be. Okay. What people will say. You probably will know. You might.
1: Okay. I don't know. I and don't know a lot of knowledge. I, mean, this, <laughs> I don't that, know a, this, <laughs> a lot of knowledge. I don't have a lot of knowledge. That's a quote. Yeah.
0: I don't know a lot of knowledge. I understand. Hopefully I this will it. play. <laughs>
2: no, this is not the song. It's not the song want uh, Bittersweet in. Symphony uh, uh, by The Verve. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That one. They're a that, British that, band. That, that, that's not the song. Singer's name is Ashcroft. It's really annoying me.
0: Wow, you're going to be so good at this. Uh, Where's the speaker so I can put the microphone up? Uh,
2: next to that phone, that little Sonos guy. Okay, cool. Okay. So, Who is that guitar signed by? Um, it's not. It's signed me. It, it says, um, this machine kills fascists, which is what Woody Guthrie had in his guitar. Oh. So I put on my guitar because we're similar. Woody cool. You're a hip dude. You're I'm pretty hip. hip yeah, you're <laughs> hip. <laughs> uh, I am, yeah. All right, I'm ready for this Irrelevant, game. but hip. I'm trying to find it. No, you're hip. Because I want to play the right. I don't want to play a facsimile of this song. Like something close. I want to play. So again, this is like a Thursday night. So it's a
1: it's a okay, bar. Okay, you know, we so. got set. Okay, okay. yeah. And,
0: Wait, you are know. we at a rustic inn?
1: Are we a little tips? Like, are people we little tips? This but is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> people are tips. We're definitely tips. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We are definitely tips. Okay. Are Show we tip. like
0: you in first class talking to Miles Davis, manager tips?
1: Yeah, but all okay. you've
0: in coach because I okay. know you. Uh, this is,
1: <laughs> we're in coach. We're in coach. <laughs> this, Thank this you for that. A,
2: this is a coach audience. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Thanks for the okay. reminder. All right, and this yeah. song comes on really loud, but this okay. is like an hour of you know the kind of EDM algorithmic crap, which. <laughs> passes for now I'm I'm doing it. Oh I love it. No, I love curmudgeon Michael Simon. That's my favorite. By the way, if I had a podcast (laughs) it would be cold get off my lawn. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so so
0: this comes on. Does Michael Simon know how to use Spotify? That's the I would love this.
1: Do you know this at all? I don't think I know this.
0: This is the sex pistols.
1: Anarchy in the UK. Okay,
0: Sid Vicious on bass, Johnny Rotten no. on vocals. Let Matlock on bass. Okay, so you got it. <sighs> oh. Okay, good. but before
2: this isn't officially something to millennials. This is paint the scene for me. Wait, did Sid
0: Vicious already die when that song came? No, out? he
2: just he only he never wrote any of these songs. Okay, he never it. when they recorded these. So, anyway, so that's a Sex Pistols. Yeah. So if Imagine that came if on at a bar that we go to, yes, people would like it.
1: People would be into it. How
2: many people would know it?
1: I don't know how many people would know it, but. It's a great song, because I don't know Okay, that.
2: if this came after the biggest Taylor Swift song. Oh. We don't go
1: to those okay. bars. We don't go to Let's those bars. We are, yeah. cool, are, are hip and cool. I think i I confused are... you when I said I started following Britney Spears. I no, want to no, let you know. You are <laughs> hip and cool. Let's say okay. this is a
2: mixture bar. This is like, okay. not the hippest, but not the... <laughs> so
0: that would be... Te- if we were at a dance club, yeah. that's a nightmare. What would happen? What would happen?
1: Yes, what, what would happen? But that's also what... Yeah, like that's like one of those. like. Would, would
2: people like demonstrably get upset or would it be millennial getting upset? Like would they be rolling a yeah, vase? They'd probably like, like hashtag not this yeah, bar or something. Very cool. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. grandpa's music here. No. You know,
0: it would offend them because what I'm getting at, I hope it would offend them
2: because the great thing about uh, punk rock back then, uh, it fucking offended people. Yeah, Yeah. Like why I spoke with a, Brixton accent for like my. You mother spoke would, with a I, I was accent? home from college, and my mother says, "Why are you talking like that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you know, fucking me." <laughs> no, you no. should have done the whole interview for like with the, that whole so said, <laughs> the whole summer. No, it was oh. like for <laughs> oh. a couple of days oh. until the Quayle kicked in. Okay, yeah. no. <laughs> no, but it still has happened. That's my hope that it's
0: still offended because I think you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're
2: saying in your hip bars, yes, the hipsters would be into. We're where they also know it, older where they know
0: millennials, it. so if you went. Well,
1: and that's... I think also hipsters like there's the specific type of hipster person prides themselves off on knowing things like that, right? okay. So it's like they would be like Brian being like that's so and so and so and so, and they're wearing and they're wearing be like I just
0: follow r- Britney Spears on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we have one more song? I like this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just
2: I'm just I'm finishing this scene. Okay. So um, okay, and If it was a younger EDM ish. Maybe not a dance club, but a younger, still hip, at least in their minds. Would there be any anger to that song? Would it
0: be like, what is this? You yeah, know? I don't think they would like it. I, no, they would yeah. like not it. Not the EDM kids. Yeah.
1: What's EDM?
0: Electronic dance music,
2: algorithmic music, you know. The,
0: oh, yeah.
1: I hate that stuff. You
0: hate that stuff? Yeah. Do you like it? Do uh, you like it? No. 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 I got a call about directing
2: the Electric Daisy Carnival oh, thing in that's Vegas. A and I looked at it, and, like, first of all, the music is like drone. Bad lyrics and then a hundred thousand eighteen year olds on drugs. Are, or there, Are there even, Is
1: there even like an an instrument or just like... No, uh, it's just like it's a DJ. Like, but you know, there is... What there was that cool sound? <laughs> there yeah. is, but, but... It they, sounds just like
2: that. But there is cool electronic music. Oh, sure. Like, I love Apex, Not I to, and Square
0: and stuff, but that's... This guy we had on on um Ridiculous is who I listened to, Steve Aoki. Yeah. So I listened to some of his stuff. He was on the same day as Kobe Bryant. Yes, was, he was. was. Do you cool.
1: like Machine Gun Kelly?
0: I... I you know, I liked when he was on a guest Wasn't he show, a good guest? And I liked him playing
2: Tommy. Yeah. In, um, Did the you like movie. that sh- movie? You know, a friend of mine directs it.
1: Okay. Uh, but I thought it was good. I, thought it was, really, there we I go. thought it was a
2: good biopic. I thought... I thought It was a uh, Jeff, T- 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 Jeff Yeah. I thought he really captured that thing they were trying to capture. Because mm-hmm. it's very hard to do a biopic about a rock band. Mm-hmm. As Bohemian Rhapsody and other things. It's a very out specific
1: too. thing, too. When they do the, but, the... What is it? Talking to the camera, the monologues or whatever. That's... I don't yeah know. I, I, it, I
2: thought what he thought to do they really nailed it i i, I and i i i worked with Tommy because I did the show rockstar back f- about ten years ago. I remember that show yeah was that to find the new singer of n x s That was the first season the second season was to find the new singer with uh tommy Lee and uh Couple of other guys, mm-hmm. so um, it was good, but it's hard doing. Um, how do we get on that? Why machine gun Kelly machine asked Kelly. you? I'm on a, so I'm on she a, has a huge crush on I him. I don't know his. Oh, I can't fix you up with him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> but I, try let's it. go through your I context. I don't know his music. His well enough to no. like even make a, oh,
1: I don't know his music, but my friends are making fun of me because they're like, What are you, 17? Like, but I'm just I'm into his look right now. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. it.
2: Well, so I mean, where are we going with this? I uh, nowhere. She was I'm, trying to maybe get digits, but he's or something. he's younger than you. Not that you're. Yeah, not that, no,
1: he's he's younger than me.
2: You date younger?
1: No, I mean, I'm not thinking realistically. I'm going to date Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> also, I was just but like, would, would you would you
2: date like a hipster Los Feliz version of Machine Gun Kelly who's 23?
1: No. No. A twenty-three-year-old does not know anything about anything that I'm interested in talking to. I mean, it's like you, you still have so many things to figure out. Well, I—I I have a theory about aging. Okay.
2: I think whatever age I am, one year below should be the drinking age, and the voting age.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So that's what seventy-eight. So. Uh. <laughs> I had to oh. know. I'm sorry, sorry. Well, you're talking the bells and I whistles don't. and shit will, back I in I my will day. Get my attach <laughs> in here in a second. <laughs> Can we do one more
2: song? I like yeah, that yeah, game. We,
0: yeah, absolutely. So let me. While um, you're finding that song. Your bath, you're going to bathroom? No. what's oh. the? What you <laughs> gonna you're going to bathroom? What's the coolest phone number you have in your phone? Oh, good call.
1: Can we go through your contacts? And <laughs> <just> no, we don't <laughs> have to go through. But like, <laughs> do you kidding, have anyone? I'm like, kidding.
0: who's your, do you have a cool. Like a
2: famous
1: person? Yeah. yeah.
0: A phone
2: number. You have any? A famous person of a phone number. That we number. can call. Right no we don't we have to call call I'm just now.
1: kidding. We could though. That could uh, be a this fun is game. So
2: embarrassing. Though. I don't know if I do. Um, David Bowie's with Somebody um, I mean we're not going to go through your phone so you can just manage, lie. Uh no one is I'm, I'm like going down Notch by notch I don't even have <laughs> Rob's phone number In my phone You don't have Daredex no, number No I wouldn't ask for that I don't even think about Because I never try To be friendly with Is him. it on the
0: call sheet I don't think his Let's pull, pull, Let's pull phone a number.
1: fire situation And get back to that <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You really disappointed me Alright so <laughs> let's um,
2: <laughs> Let's go Okay We just hit this
0: Bee Gees Oh He's uh, good Very Staying good Staying Alive Oh he's Saturday good Saturday Night Fever soundtrack Starring John Travolta right. I mean
1: that's also like yeah.
0: Triple bonus points You know the year 1977
1: Oh He's very good <laughs> I'm sure you I
2: know this whole thing Is
1: about you guys Not banging or dating But oh, oh, God, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm a catch no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting
2: attracted
3: <laughs> to him
0: I,
1: I understand But there's yeah. so many other sides That you just don't It would, be, a, it would be an <laughs> off but We can't We can't, we can't. You, There's so many That you just don't You would not You would lose the attraction very but quickly. that was good Thank you What's the opinion part of the game didn't you say then you did oh, the I have an opinion a... on
0: disco I think disco is actually kind of cool and there was oh, an era and then
1: somebody just gives an opinion yeah, yeah. someone's giving an opinion that's all but
0: there yeah. was a Ideally, disco sucks thing. from like a 12 year old right because so there was no cultural reference whatsoever I see. So everything is
2: just
1: so like essentially a what thing. you're getting at is like learning like the, what they think about this yeah okay um, that's a good game yeah okay and by
0: the way thank you for tuning in to get off my lawn with Michael Simon here <laughs> podcast hit <laughs> do we have one more and then we can close it out do as many as alright so let me uh I make go more obscure. I'm just trying to prove my coolness to Michael. You've proven it. Thank I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go more obscure with you. Okay, yeah, yeah go.
1: Okay. Shit. God, that's all we get. Well, no,
2: I could I can give you more. A little more. It's we little need more. more. We okay. need more.
1: I love. I like. I'm into it. I, I like don't know who rhythm. it is
2: though. Let's make it this next part. The riff. They ever get to the roof. Apparently the
0: extended mix I put on. <laughs> this is back when they used to play drums. <laughs> I didn't even know this version existed. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. All right, well, good.
1: I'm shocked you don't okay. know this.
2: Do you know it? No. You'll know when it gets to the chorus, I think. I think. Maybe not. I, I went you. deep. I went deep. I don't know it. Well, just wait till later. Now I'm. Yeah, wait till later. Alright, now we're about to. I may have gone too deep. You like it?
1: I like like
3: it. it. Uh,
1: No idea.
2: (laughs) Uh, They're getting close to the reveal. So it's coming up. Give me, can you give me initials of the artist? Okay, with well that, that's it. You that will name the artist. The song is "In a Big Country" by a group called Big Country. Oh, New. Shit. Oh, shit. Okay, so I I went deep. So you, you went deep. deep. I went too deep. I couldn't you go went that deep. deep. Did you like it? Though? I liked Could it. Could you tell the era though? Uh, the that genre. sounds like early eighties. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I well, like eighties.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. in a big country, Scottish band. Okay, so. So, anyway, so, but oh, so you get
0: points there because you had a fact. <laughs> well, no, but I, I can't. I don't, I don't play. I have to be commissioner. <laughs> All right, you want to right, do one more? We we'll can do one more. Do we you can do one more. more, and then we can wrap it what up. What do you okay. think? Wait,
1: question for you. What do you think is, what, or what is your favorite era of music? Or is- I'd have to
2: say, I'd have to say punk, new wave, post punk. So, so like 70, 70, 80, four. What 77 to 84. 77 to of- 84. What do you think of the
0: band television? I love television. Marquee Moon, you're into it? It's one of my favorite songs, and I learned to
2: play it really bad. You know how to play Marquee really? really, Moon? Really bad. <laughs> well, the beginning is incredibly easy. It's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, But really yeah. badly.
2: All right, so. Chill. And you can play this game really up to 2005, but I'm not going to put anything <laughs> okay. 2005. Now this is I'm the just, final one. I'm try, I, I will tell you, I'm going to try to say pre, pre-90s. pre I just want
0: to pick something. Bounce back uh, from the What's what your, the, your favorite, big, Brian? Big country? Um, 7784. My favorite is late sixties, yeah. early seventies. Okay. So Beatles led Zeppelin right. mm-hmm. Rolling Stones. Was that Neil Young? Yes. You know the song? All right, play a little more. A
1: little more. I know we know the song. Heart of Gold. Heart of Gold. Okay. Great song. Great song. All Thank time. you All right. very much. All right. Great song. All right, I went out on I went out For on. For bonus
2: points, you know the year? Oh yeah, it's a tough one.
0: Nine Yes, 1970.
2: 1972, 1972. 1972. Ooh, very close. the Wait, you may be right. 72 or 73. 74? I don't
0: even I grew up on that.
2: Nixon stuff. was president, which oddly seems better than we have now. is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not even We didn't even talk politics, but you have very strong opinions. No, but can
2: I do one thing? Because yes. I do two
0: You can do n- quick all quick of this the things. Really
1: quick things. So yeah. I just
0: want to um, There's a mention for me. So I'm,
2: I'm I hope to be di- making my feature directorial debut oh, next yeah. year. On a film I've only been working on for six years, called Town Bloody Hall, and it's about um, um, famous author Norman Mailer who had a debate with four feminists in 1971, and his subsequent obsession with Marilyn Monroe mm. many years after she died, as told through the lens of a modern day story about a single dad and his 20 year old daughter who goes through a Me Too situation. So uh, it has I a lot like of music this. and a lot of history and a lot of, and um, I have this brilliant producer who's doing with me i wrote him i have a co-writer now and have a little money so hopefully that will be happening you started writing it six years ago no it's i i've been been trying to make this fucking thing for six years oh um but it's it's i wrote it now so uh, our actual screenwriter is going to take it and make it so yeah that's exciting yeah so that that's exciting and then the last thing i wanted to do my wife who's um not a very shy social media is a, is a, a beautiful writer and she wrote a poem which Ozzy's is serious poem i hate it in a serious no poem. i love but it it's a poem you will love this so i'd like to read this on oh this is a first uh, ending with
1: a poem I ending love, with a poem it's not I, ending every it, episode it, it, didn't with a poem. i say today that you owed me a poem of something didn't i say write like, a poem
2: this is like just, heavy so you know i don't know how you're going to you know and you how. We didn't even talk about all comedy stuff. We didn't talk about your... Know, yeah, it's okay. Like comedy I
0: shoot, but Well, we're going to have you back on, Michael. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So was this
2: all right? I, I think I, it
0: was fantastic. This was
1: I, great, I, I mean, and we obviously have so many more things to talk about. Yeah. And maybe we'll come up with a game for you for next time. My dad
0: is super excited for this episode. Yeah, he but is? Be, was Storytellers was my dad's. We, me and uh-huh. him used to watch every episode together.
2: No, honestly, it's been like... It was... Yeah, it was oh, come on.
1: You're great with your phone, right? oh, I just want to say. Really yeah, it's really, phone really, phone really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> really great. No, it's
2: because the, <laughs> 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 the single strength
0: is very bad in here. So <laughs> we're going to end <laughs> with See, a I'm poem. Oh, can you even access the poem, Michael? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I need to go and. Um, Facebook. Now to get it. I have to go to Facebook to get it on this other forum. You're back on though, Cold right? Media.
0: You're back on Facebook since the fire. I am. Okay. Y- is it
1: going to be weird if I start following you on no, Facebook? No, yeah, you'll be one of
2: six. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> so it might be it might be lonely, but it won't be weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you you're not interested in getting on Instagram?
2: I don't know. I know I should, particularly when there's something like with this film and stuff. Yeah. I don't
1: It's I, like the biggest one that like I feel like it's yeah, a great a way to promote all right of the things. I it's just this.
2: feel, as Bill Moore this line about social media, remember those days where you just had to wonder what a passing acquaintance from high school had for lunch? Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. You, um, you found the poem?
0: I found the poem. And your oh, wife wrote this. God. What your time is it? This. It's like 8 o'clock So now? it's a poem sort of inspired
2: <laughs> by recent um, you know, developments in our body politic. It's called Cleaning Women. Injustice is gladness, particularly vicious for women. We have not cleaned away thick, sticky globs with the methodical mopping of our civil discourse or burned away opaque, slimy streaks with the grease fires of our marches. It insulates the heat of our sound waves, muting our voices to emit the bells of our lullabies and our sideline cheers, muffling the haunting intonations of our late-night laundry-folding dirges. It covers us in black, igneous rock left by the lava flow of sexual predation. It sheases us in crusty scabs formed from bloody assault. Their anger towards us is molten. Their fear of us, the rancid afterbirth of our delivery to freedom. We are shrouded but never truly concealed, never completely mummified. Gunk, monk, putrescence. sense. Don't scare us. What they call dirt, impure, is our core, our strength, our regeneration, our recycle of rebirth. Persistence is our filament. Resistance is our incandescence. Women do not need to be cleaned. I mispronounced about six words in there. because No, it's, no that words. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, well. and that's,
0: that's anyway. so
2: relevant
1: with what's does going your, on now. Yeah, right? Does your wife have a, is, does she like have anything, like a platform where people can uh, read her stuff? Yes,
2: yeah, a thing called Medium. Medium.com. Medium, Medium okay. okay. Deborah Simon, D-E-B-R-A. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah.
1: And she posts poem, her poems yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. That? Anyway, oh, I we'll know it's it kind out. of a you no, know no, no, I mean, oh no it's, it's so good. relevant now. With yeah. What
0: the fuck's going on in Alabama and Georgia? It's a, it's a scary Jesus time Christ. to be a woman.
2: Completely fucked. Yeah. So, I want to thank you guys. Thanks, Michael. Out to Dory still, Hills I'm and, um, so you happy know?
1: you did it. All right. What are we, What are you going to give us for coming? Um, He's giving me the next um, story about also. fires. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good one too. Thank you so much for being on this. What a good time.
0: See you next time. Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye.